Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Whores and harlots, courtesans and concubines, this is Billy Presida and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 everyone. How you doing? Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. This is a podcast where on most weeks I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, love, gender, butt stuff, you know, the huge. However, this week's guest is a very special one. Uh, it might be the most special of them all. I can barely believe she's on this show. Uh, I, I've got porn icon feminist role model, sex educator badass, co-star of the movie Boogie Nights, Nina Hartley is with us today on the show. And I am I am so excited to share her with you in a bit, but first I got some show dates, people. Show dates. Hackensack, New Jersey, this Saturday, August 27th, I will be at Firewater's Bar and Grill over on Route 4. That shows at like 9, 9.30. You can buy tickets at the door. Uh, then I'm back in New York City for a couple of free shows next week. August 30th, I'm at Bar 2A on the Lower East Side. August 31st, uh, I'm at Two Boots Pizzeria in Park Slope. Yes, you heard right. I only perform in the finest of pizza joints. And then Ithaca, New York. I'm up there on September 29th at Acting Out NY as part of the Finger Lakes Comedy Festival. So keep your eyes open for an email about that. And for details on those shows and more, head on over to manhorpod.com slash comedy. And while you're over at my website, sign up for the mailing list and fill in your zip code. I know it seems like a weird thing to include, but it lets me know where you are, which I know sounds weirder. Uh, but if I know I've got a cluster of fan whores, like a thousand fan whores in Nebraska, guess what? I'm going to book some comedy shit in Nebraska. So go ahead and do that. And so how am I doing? Well, you know, thank you everyone for the well wishes and kind words following uh, the girlfriend announcement on last week's show. I was very excited to uh, to share that information and news with you people. I know it's been a long man whore podcast journey uh, as me trying to, to find who knew I would find a girlfriend in the basement of an orgy in Brooklyn. I <laughs> that was the answer the whole time. Uh, Paige and I had a great weekend. You know, we, we started it off with a drunken fight. That was good. It was the type of fight where I, I got worried. I was like, did I just jinx? Did I jinx this relationship by announcing it on the podcast? And now we're going to break up uh, days later. Uh, we resolved that. And Saturday, we had a sex party that we went to with her friends. And that was a great time. Oh, man. I mean, it didn't start so great. There's this one dude who, I don't know, he's jealous or butthurt about something with me because he kind of made a point to... Try to be intellectually superior because that's all he had. Dude was like, I don't know why or how it happened, but the topic of uh, of comedy and offensive jokes and punching up and shit like that uh, started up and people were trying to talk about. He was like saying stuff like, uh, you know, like who gets to decide who we joke about? And I was like, comedians, they quite precisely, specifically comedians. We'll we'll take care of who we make fun of. Just trust us, and we'll trust you with whatever you do for a living. Um, they were talking about like punching up and like words you can say and not say and blah blah blah. And as the only person in the entire room who says funny stuff to strangers on a stage, I kind of got roped into that one. 
but he kept making a point to like argue specifically with me and he kept making like random arguments. So like at some point he brings in like the military industrial complex or some shit. And, and I'm just sitting there like, I don't care. I'm looking at this dude arguing with me. Like, do, don't you see the titties all around us? How are you having this conversation right now? I'm sorry, dude. I missed the point you were trying to make uh, because I can literally smell pussy. Somehow I escaped that one. Jesus. Uh, but otherwise, I then had a, a fantastic evening uh, with some fun, sexy people. We, we didn't get home till like 5 a.m. It was great. And then, you know, Paige and I spent a lovely Sunday just in my apartment lounging around. I did some podcast editing. She enjoyed my air conditioning. You know, boring couple shit. Boring couple shit. That's something I get to do now. That's kind of exciting. I could do boring. I get to be mad about dumb things. Like, I think she accidentally stole my pen and lost it. And it was my good pen. And I got to be mad. I got to be, like, annoyed about it. Don't worry. I, I stole... My roommate, I stole two of my roommate's pens. They're currently auditioning to be the new pen. So, you know, we're happy with that. As you all know, I get, uh, I receive questions uh, via email from time to time uh, asking for advice. I like to read them on air when I find them relevant. So I got this one from Justin C. Justin C writes, hey there, enjoying the show. I was wondering if you could uh, thread this needle. I'm a cisgender male, 45 straight parent to one 13-year-old boy. I'm trying to find a primary partner in a monogamous relationship. Kind of had one until about six months ago, and it went great until she got scared of having the feels. Hey, man, I totally relate. I have a whole podcast just because everyone I dated was scared of the feels. Hang in there. So, uh, so I'm back on the dating sites. I've been on OkCupid for a few years. It's been okay. Tinder and Bumble, on the other hand, are way better time investments. I feel like if someone swipes me and I swipe them, there's a pretty decent chance that she'll want to talk to me. But unlike OkCupid, Tinder and Bumble have no way to filter for people who are poly or poly-friendly. I know about open-minded, but the user base is too small to be worth it. Do you think I should put a sentence on my Tinder Bumble profiles indicating uh, that I'm looking for someone who's cool with open relationships or poly or monogamous situations. P.S. Also, I'm joining the local sex positive meetup group. So I think that will also help a lot. And so now look, I'm not from, he said which cities he's in, but he asked me not to include it, but I will say it's a, I hear it's a wonderfully hippie alternative sex pause city. So I'm just like, dude on Tinder, just look for the buzzwords. Just look at, look at, see, I now, I do so much left swiping at this point. Specifically because I'm just looking for people who will be okay with my situation. I'm in an open relationship. So I look for buzzwords, sex pause, queer, ethically non-monogamous, ENM, unicorn, casual, poly, kinky, ethical slut, GGG, man whore podcast, um, by the way, if you see someone who has man whore podcasts in their online dating profile, please, please take a snapshot and send it to, send it to me. <laughs> if a woman actively puts buzzwords like that in her profile, she wants to attract like-minded people like you. I tend to use uh, my super like. Uh, Tinder, I don't know how Bumble works, but Tinder has a super like option where it lets the person know 
right away, hey, there's a person who definitely wants to talk to you. It, rather than them waiting to stumble upon your profile and possibly swipe. But you only get one of those every 12 hours. And I tend to use my super like when I come across an attractive woman who has put, uh, put out like the slutty beacon or the sex positive beacon on her profile. And by the way, just because someone puts queer or kinky in their bios, you know, doesn't mean they're automatically non-monogamous. Uh, but they, they more likely won't be appalled in learning you don't want to live a traditional lifestyle. Definitely, they're definitely less likely to be offended that you would even entertain the notion. Um, also, girls with cool haircuts, I find, also are, tend to be slightly more open-minded. Also, just because she doesn't have indicators in her profile doesn't mean she she's not like-minded. Another tip I give is put monogamish in your bio. That's what your bio is there for, to tell people what you want. It allows someone swiping on you or reading your profile to know what your intentions are. You know, you're not looking for casual dating. Seems like you want a committed long-term relationship, an LTR, with the occasional encounter outside of the relationship. So put that in your bio, which is great because now there's no confusion about your intentions. If you were to say uh, at some point that you're looking for that type of relationship, she's not going to go, what do you mean? Because it's in the fucking thing. Also, joining your local sex pods and poly Facebook groups will also lead you to events of like-minded people. So, you know, even if you don't date someone serious from those groups, you know, you're, you'll at least be in the right place to get laid by some GGG slutty all-stars. And maybe one of those getting laids turns into a, a long-term relationship. And now, um, Justin, normally I have, uh, I've charged a nice little fee when, for when people want me to write their Tinder bio. But Justin is a longtime Patreon supporter, so uh, pro bono work right here. He, he, he emailed me back with what he is going to put in his uh, Bumble profile. And he writes, 5'11", easy to get along with, GGG, sex positive, and chill. 420 friendly, a bit nerdy, a bit goofy, uh, well-fed but muscular too. Salsa partner wanted. If you're conservative, religious, or love guns, we probably won't get along. Looking for a monogamish LTR, ideally. Part-time parent, no drama. And, uh, and my response then was, you know, look, you don't need to describe your body. Cut that out. You're, that's what your photos are there for. Your, your photos will do that. If your photos don't describe your body, you need new photos. Also, part-time parent, I don't know, to me, sounds like your son is a burden and not a joy. You're older, so it's not unheard of to have a kid. So, you know, I would just use your photos to show that you have a son. What I sent to him also, I said, try this. You know, this is shorter. This is briefer. I think this is more to the point. Looking for a monogamous LTR, bonus points if you salsa or want to learn. Sex pause, GGG, 420 friendly. Say hi for more adjectives. There you go. That's it. That's done. That's all you need. Everything else they'll discover in conversation. So good luck to you, sir. And uh, if you have questions or comments or queries or booby pictures you want to send, uh, email me, manhorpod at gmail.com. Love hearing from you. And also, go like me on Facebook. Uh, like the Manhorpod Podcast on Facebook. And as always, I'm sure you all know I'm on Twitter. Same thing, at the Billy Presida. 
This week's guest is Nina Hartley. Nina's been doing porn a long, long time. I think I, I think she's must be. I think she's been doing it over thirty years. She's a legend. She's a porn icon. She's a sex educator. She does sexy sex ed porn videos. So they're the type of porn. They're the type of sex ed videos that you would totally jerk off to. Uh, she's super hot. Uh, again, up there in her age. But I gotta tell you, that would that would never stop me. Jesus Christ, she is gorgeous. Uh, a note about this episode. So I recorded this when I was out in Los Angeles back in April. Uh, so this is back when I was both seriously dating that girl and Paige. Uh, I only say that because we reference them later on in the podcast. Also, shout out to Emma in Louisville for making me aware of Nina in the first place. You're all going to love this episode. This is a fantastic one. We discuss so many topics. I mean, Jesus, sex work, polyamory, genitalia, sex techniques, being kinky, the prostate, dicks. A lot of talk about dicks. So I'm going to shut my face because... I mean, it's Nina Hartley. Why am I still talking? We're on. Oh, hi. So um, what you were talking about a minute ago about, you know, does does girl A know about girl B? And, you know, girl A knows about girl B, but girl B doesn't know about girl A, but likes you anyway and yeah. isn't serious about you. And as someone who didn't have the term non-monogamous or polyamorous when I was growing up, but never had the fantasy of him, I always had the fantasy of them. And so for me, experientially, when you're with me, as long as you're with me and we're having what I, and, we're, and I'm getting from our time together what I need from you, I don't care what you do when you're not with me. Right. Um, I expect you to go have a good time, have a nice life, get more experience, learn a new skill, learn a new technique, uh, you know, bang a new girl. Um, so, but as long as, as long as when my time with you, as long as I'm happy, I don't personally care. So I never could understand on paper why why it mattered what you did when you weren't with me or what a what a person did when they weren't with you that's before i understood that culturally enforced monogamy the expectation of monogamy and the fact that i'm sure at least six, i'm sure a, a majority of people are in their hearts probably want to be monogamous and someone the, the great writer janet hardy um, who i spoke to a couple of days you ago did? isn't she amazing she brought me a little surprise she did she walks in the door yeah and she said, I brought you a surprise. I said, what? And in walks, she goes, Dossie. I'm like, you got both of them? Oh, my gosh. We have to hit stop for a second because someone's knocking at the door. It. <laughs> no, it's, a sad, it's a sad thing. When I'm protecting you from the baby. It's bad. You two are so cute. <laughs> Thank you. We, we actually, we, we, I, I, did, I did good. As a sex worker, finding a compatible partner is the hardest thing to do above and beyond finding work or paying rent because our culture is so disjointed and conflicting when it conflicted and conflicting when it comes to um sexual autonomy and sexual difference that um most people think that you know sex worker guys are my swear yeah you can say asshole pig fuck yeah and sex worker women are drug addicts with daddy issues Mm -hmm. and that that's that's a general negative thing and the tide of sex positive feminism the sex positive feminists uh, who are also sex workers ella darling myself lady you know kinky gaga um are slowly changing it, but still the general perception in our culture is that people who do sex work are somehow 
defective, um, unwell, unhealthy, and we can never find love and happiness. So, but you know, Mother Nature never makes one of anything. So if Mother Nature made me, then there was going to be a mate for me somewhere because Mother Nature is not stupid. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we, so we, we're, we're, and we, we're, we are, we're still mushy after 16 years, which is pretty great. But being poly, don't you think that, don't you think that people kind of in the poly world are, are definitely more accepting of, of sex workers and porn stars as oh, partners than maybe the mainstream heteronormative oh, world? I, I would totally agree because first to admit that one is poly, it, means you admit that you do have an all, a, a different way of looking at sex and relationships and intimacy than the average bear. Um, going back to Dossie and Jan, I can't believe you got both at the same time. That, that's a, that's a score, dude. That's a, that's gold. Talk about gold. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I don't know if she had like admitted this, uh, and I've never heard her talk about this before, but she said that she, she banged Wilt Chamberlain. Get out. Dossie did. And I'm like, was that you an exclusive? Did? Like what the, wow. <laughs> awesome sauce. Well, he claims to have banged 14,000 women, which is like, go him. Um, and, uh, so I've taken, have you read the book, the ethical flood? That was my introduction to the, to, isn't it a great book? Uh, it it just blew my mind. Right. Away. Right. Yeah. And so for me, what it didn't blow my mind, it is validated. Like, yes, I knew I I wasn't stupid. Right. right. Um, but they, again, again, so you're, I believe, assuming you're heterosexual? Yeah, yeah. So as a uh, bisexual. I mean, I check every eight months. To <laughs> <see> <laughs> I don't know. Good, we'll good, figure good it out. You. But, you know, so currently you identify as heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> so I always knew when I started recognizing, I knew, I, was, I knew I was bisexual before I knew the word, but at 12 years old, it was the 70s, and the books were saying, you know, um, homosexual experimentation is a normal phase of adolescence and pre-adolescence, and so good to know I'm normal. And I realized I never outgrew the phase. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, being the 70s um, and Berkeley and liberal parents, <laughs> I had I saw the word bisexual, I saw the word exhibitionist, I saw the word voyeur, so I knew that there were labels for the things that I felt. There still wasn't a lot of support for them being normal or normalizing them, but there still were labels for the things I had in my head. Um, so reading Ethical Slut, the first edition, was just such a validation that I wasn't crazy or alone in thinking there's got to be a different way to have relationships because I suck at monogamy. I always was a cheater. I was never satisfied and happy and felt very guilty that I was so somehow immature or shallow that I couldn't be happy with one. And it wasn't until I understood that it's an orientational thing. Yeah. You know, so a non-monogamous person is unlikely to be able to find lasting love with a monogamous person and vice versa. So as a non-monogamous person, I may behave monogamously. I can certainly, my behavior... I have control over it. So I can tell you I will be faithful to you. And I may even mean it at the time. I may even be able to do it for two, six, four, twelve, twenty-four months. Eventually, as a non-monogamous person, my natural my nature will need further um support or expression. That's not but a person can be bisexual and monogamous. Mm. So I'm both bisexual and not monogamous. So the biggest smack against bisexual is that you can't you can't be happy with one. It's like, no. The gender, the gender attraction is one layer of sexual orientation, and the relational preferences are another layer of orientation. So all these orientational layers are, are can be separated out. Um, and so Janet Hardy, uh, the ethical slut, is amazing. So there's a new <laughs> book out on on um, polyamory called oh. the, uh, "More Than Two, More Than yeah, Two, yeah, more than two. Oh, it, more than two. Yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah, number spelled out more right. than two. More than two brilliant fantastic you know ethical slut 2.0 it's so so good and of course um have you yet read 
Sex at Dawn. That I have read, yeah. It a little, little heavy for me, but like I got through it. Yeah, I, it, it made it, me it, feel it, dumb. It, it, it heavy signs <laughs> for the lay person. I love, I, I loved it. But other people, no, no, I'm not, a, I'm not a gender essentialist. It's like I don't think it's gender essentialism. I don't even know what that is. A gender essentialist <laughs> is, um, is that men are naturally this way. Women oh. are naturally, when men are naturally want to spread their seed. Women naturally want to always be in love before sex, and it's like. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> some men really prefer to be in relationship and some women just want to go and have a good time. Yeah. Hi. Well, nice yeah. to meet everybody. How right, you doing? Exactly. Guy who likes a relationship, maybe. Right. Someone love me back, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <so. laughs> uh, this would be a good time to introduce. I am with the amazing, wonderful, uh, <laughs> crazy veteran of all things, Nina Hartley, uh, porn star, feminist, sex educator. All the things. All the things, yeah. Um, well, thank you. And I'm here talking to a cute young man. So Aww. ladies, ladies, call him. Call me. Uh, <laughs> I'll follow him. <laughs> you know, so I am not like the biggest uh, porn watcher and I didn't know the names of various porn stars till I actually started this show, right? Because I don't normally make it to the end credits. Like I don't usually... <laughs> <laughs> totally. Right? Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, of course. I, I knew who you were and that I recognized you. I've seen mm-hmm. you in videos. Uh, didn't know your name. I hooked up with a listener in Louisville, Kentucky back in June, right? And about a week later, she says, oh, my God, that was so fun. And then she said, oh, you should really check out this video. And she sends me a link to your video where you're basically giving a how-to finger a woman, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that was like a, a, a little like, hey, I, dude, I, you I, need I, to read I, up. I, I, well, no, I do that all the time because most, <laughs> right. most people have really, really crap hand technique. Right. But I didn't know if she sent that to me. It's like, hey, dude, you need to work oh, on this it, a little it. bit. <laughs> um, that's a nice way to say it because um, my techniques are very good. They they work. They're, they're a good way in. Obviously, any, any individual woman may like it a little softer, harder, up or down, a little faster, slower. Yeah. But the techniques I've developed over years always work with most women most of the time. And, yeah. the, then, and then they're easily tweakable to the individual body that you're actually handling at that moment. Um um, and they can be, you know, again, they can be, they can be altered to, you know, is it a big clit or a small clit? Is it a lippy girl or, or a tidy girl? You know, every, everyone, every girl's, every woman's junk is different. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, while all male body people have outies, outie junk, some women, um, have, different levels of exterior junk so again there's some that have the tidy little tiny little outer labia just very, very small and petite the inner labia completely tucked away and it's just a very neat and tidy package and then people like me i'm very lippy yeah um and i and dudes i hear you, i have caught myself in a zipper and it's like oh ah. Oh. so yeah just if you know what it's it's i i hear i feel you i feel you all very oh. much so yeah i've done that and oh. i know that the secret is to unzip very quickly in one stroke and then hold your junk and jump around the room going ow ow just, ow just ow, like ow. a like a tuck and it, a zip yeah, they, i've learned how to do that so you can't hold an iphone while you're doing it no you, you can't really put it in the pocket <laughs> hence the the um that's why button flies will never go out of style because yeah. <laughs> you can also unbutton your fly and get a blowjob or fuck somebody and not hurt yourself on the zipper but then there are those metal button ones and they look like you're locking away whatever you have because it's like like some intense oh the grommets oh yeah but that's it that's on the, that's on the jeans it's all it's all good yeah. but um just don't put those on fresh out of the um dryer because you will burn your stuff yeah. the, your, <laughs> the rivets <laughs> your, your video by the way just when you think uh you can't learn new tricks uh you had that one trick where it was like 
uh, you place the fingers on either mm. side of the clip. So you're not actually touching the clip, but you're mm. almost like jerking the clip mm. off with the full. Not, not almost. Like, you are doing. You're, yeah. That's exactly what you're doing. And I'm like, what? That's brilliant. Right? I've well, since used that and been like, that. this is going to this is gonna make her think I'm really good right here. Watch this. And did you like it? Uh, yeah, cool. I think so. Yeah. Well, think, so, so, so the, the, the secret to understanding... So that's not men and women are not opposite genders. They are the most differentiated genitalia. So right. if you go way in the back, way back machine to fetal development, um, and you can see that the, the, it's a differentiation. So in, um, everyone has a phallus. In women, um, people with vulvas, the, our phallus is usually quite small, under an inch, and has no other function but pleasure. So we have our pleasure from one place, we eliminate urine from another place, and we birth babies from a third place. So it's all differentiated. In a male person, uh, the phallus fuses, and so that is where the, uh, the finished person uh, will eliminate urine, will also um, eliminate semen, and as well, become orgasmic so the phallus the phallus is the center of the orgasm in terms mm-hmm. of uh, nerve endings of course orgasm is a brain mediated event because our brain synthesizes all the sensations that we feel but the the the, the phallus the nerves in the phallus can be an inch long can be 10 inches long hey women Shawn michaels wow yeah we um but, your, your 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 voice i've heard you on a couple other podcasts you do all the little sound effects for <laughs> you um so when you realize oh wait a minute so her clit is like my dick but really really small so how can i how can i do the algorithmic changes in my brain to to alter my technique from my phallus which is this big to hers which is that big so for example so you can grab your penis is hard you can grab it with right. one hand and and just so with a woman do you remember that game when you were a little kid got your nose i got your nose yeah. with grandpa well you think about it the shaft of your nose is like the shaft of the clit guys everyone she's jerking off her nose right now using basically. my knuckles so <laughs> yeah, remember using so, your knuckles. So, so when you say got you when grandpa plays got your nose they he, he bends his first two fingers and he goes got your nose and then your th- his thumb comes to me got your nose <laughs> Grandpa, it's 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 a thing, you know. The kids do. So, so when you're facing a vulva, this is on this technique, the got your the got your nose technique, can only be done facing on because you're just reaching for it and you're just stroking down either side of the shaft using her clitoral hood as protection. So it's always going to be lubricated. It's not going to be too rough. You're not using your nails, and they also pinch it and just just and just you just work it. And the biggest problem. Most men have when they're with somebody new is not that their technique sucks, is that they don't make connection with the woman first. So I'm a female and you're a cute guy and I want to be with you. So we're in bed and a, a body can tell, am I being paid attention to while being touched or is it just tits? <laughs> so is a hand feeling, is a hand feeling tits or are they feeling my tit? Right. So, so, so. That means you're touching such a way that you let the person respond, and then you conti- then you change your touch to let let them know that you got that right to sl- you know like so when you hear her gasp, you're reacting yes, wait, to wait. it versus just keep going on right, with whatever exactly. you're doing. So believe me, I can go tits, and she can be not even in the room with me. It's like I'm so happy with boobs. Oh my god, <laughs> boobs are amazing. I like boobs, I love boob boobs, <laughs> and so I'm having fun with that. She may be annoyed, bored angry, not having fun. Right. So the best sex, even if it's one night stand, is we're in the same room at the same time. 
That's why kissing is important. That's making out is important. So when you're doing the got your nose technique or any kind of vulva touching, slow it down enough that you can let her respond and slow down enough that you can actually hear her response before you do the next thing. So this doing it really quickly or this like doing it mm. a little. And then and, and as you move, as you play with vulva, you, if you just slow down <laughs> just a bit, you'll probably have a better feedback. You are such a sex geek. I love it. Because I like women. And I and I got to tell you, guys, 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 as much as I love chicks and I love... I desire women the way a heterosexual man desires women, but I love them like a lesbian. Okay, explain. Meaning I've done my homework. I've I've learned what female bodies like. I've learned how maybe female body people experience the world. I don't use my sex with females and women to stoke my ego. I use it because I'd like to make them feel good. So So am my, I a lesbian? Is that Um <laughs> No, you're still you're still a dude, but you're but but heterosexual heterosexual men get a bad rap. Mm. You're clueless, you're clumsy, you're selfish, you're shallow, you're afraid of commitment, you're, you brag, all these things. And that's just a smack to say, you know, you know, men are assholes and women are bitches. That's just a smack. You can't do that. You're you. Yes, you are cisgender, heterosexual, white male, but you're clearly not a jerk. And for some people, you check off all those boxes equals jerk. You check off another bunch of boxes equals welfare queen. Check off another bunch of boxes equals... People do that, right? You know, so um, you check off. You know, if you do all the boxes uh, as a sex as a porn star, you know, people assume a, and when it may not necessarily be so. So I am a sex geek because I want to teach men the skills. Because most women will never let me touch them. Most women are straight. Yeah, they need a man. They need you. You're just, so you're just being really kind to all the women Abs- who will never let you touch her. And I'm also you being still kind. Want to help them. That's very Absolutely. nice of you. And because because <laughs> I'm because I'm a sisterhood lesbian person, and also more importantly, I love men. I want men to be happy too. I want men to be able to feel confident in bed, so that they can actually build the relationships they want. So not only am I doing it as a as a as a as a service to my sisters mm. i'm also doing it as a service to men because i want men should be happy too i want i want men to be good enough at sex that women go hey billy what you doing saturday got some free time because i had a good time with him i think i'll have him back as yeah. opposed to oh my god i'm so glad he's gone <laughs> um so so the so for a sex partner to be someone worth having back you've done your reading you know your basic anatomy mm. you know basically where all the parts are what are they called how do they work that's just homework you gotta do on your own right secondly if you're a man person i recommend highly doing enough masturbation work on yourself that you can stay happy and hard for at least 20 minutes without thinking about dead puppies or granny panties actually be in pleasure for being able to withstand pleasure for at least 20 minutes. But now how, how does one do that besides just masturbation? Are you saying they should just be masturbating and um, well, you can use, it's, it it's a m- Mindful masturbation so that, so when we recalibrate our individual relationship to erotic pleasure and claim it for ourselves, we're going to come up against all of our training, all of our conditioning, all of our assumptions about pleasure, men, women, gender, love, all this, all the stuff. And, that manifests in, I got to stop. No, I got to rush to the finish. I'm not comfortable in this moment. So just learning to be settled into your body. And, and just as Chris Rock used to say, get a good jerk on. 
the he did the great bid in one of his. No, I know it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get that good jerk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up with a Chris yeah. Rock. Okay, so so, but what does that mean? That means you can hang out in the happy zone for a long time and not rush to the finish because your mom's coming up the stairs because you're got to go to school the next morning because you're angry that you don't have a girlfriend. It's like, no, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself feel really, really good. And so doing being able to do that without resorting to distraction. Hmm. Again, dead puppies or whatever. Yeah. It, that takes you out of the room with your partner. So yeah. when you're with partner, you want to be able to stay in the room. Um, but also when you stay in the room with your partner and stay in your body during pleasure, that feels uncomfortably a lot like love. Mm. And that can be scary. Fair enough. But still, you do, if I'm making love with somebody, I'm fucking somebody, I don't want to look at him and, and see him doing multiplication tables in his head. It's like, dude, just go ahead and come. That's fine. Brownie points for learning to masturbate while wearing a condom. Right, right. That's a very good way to get used to that sensation. There you then go. I don't want. I don't want to hear any bullshit. The condom doesn't feel good. Well, that's not my problem. See, oh. and, and so on my on my yeah. so on his on his dime, a gentleman should is well advised to learn how to last twenty to thirty minutes in a good mood before coming. Brownie points for learning for masturbating with a condom until he finds the brand he dislikes the least. You like skin, if I. I uh, do like skin. Yeah. Um, they're, they're the least uh, annoying. They they don't they don't have the condom burn effect quite as badly. But but every every penis will find one shape or fit or brand that he mm-hmm. dislikes the least. Yeah. And that should be your thing. Brownie extra brownie points if you practice while you're hard and excited and fumbly putting condoms on and off. Boom, ka boom. So just like so it's a fumble fumble's like no, I got this. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Um, and you can actually use. Um, you know, hardly fleshlight. You can also use <laughs> masturbation toys with a condom to work on cock control, to work on all of that, which is not a bad thing. So that way, when you so when you are actually in a bed with a woman, you can actually step up to your own fantasies of being not too bad at this. My job as a woman, before I get to bed with you, is to learn what how I get off, to be able to take responsibility for my orgasm, so I know either this, how I get off. I, that's my job. I need to know what makes me come. So that I can share it with you, yeah. um, so that we can have a good time together. Uh, so the idea. So again, going back to the culture. Whoa, oh, Nina, he didn't give me an orgasm. I can't give her an orgasm. Not his job. <laughs> so your job is not to give me an orgasm. My job is not to give you an orgasm. Our jobs as lovers is to make a fun and safe enough place that I can find mine, and you can find yours, and we'll help each other. Right. You know that that that. So so no one. I don't. I don't come for you. I come for me. And so your job is not to get me off or give me an orgasm or make me come. My job is to first be as comfortable with my body as I can be so it can happen and then know it well enough that I can communicate to you to the left, squeeze my boob, bite my neck. What do I need? I should know that. Um, and then also take, take adult responsibility for my emotions and realize it's not my partner's responsibility to make me feel okay. It's my job to learn how to do partner selection. And, and I've had a lot of bad sex in my life. <laughs> so much bad sex. Uh, nothing horrific, nothing traumatizing. Traumatizing? It's not even a word. Um, traumatizing is a word. It is, okay. Totally. Nothing, nothing traumatic, nothing, but just, oh, I've had mm, a, I've, tra- Traumatic, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's right. probably what it is. Um, so I have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have, uh, I have had plenty of, plenty of sex that's like, okay, well, won't do that again. And that could be, not the type of guy, not that situation, not that move, not that brand of lube, right. you know. Um, and so we ex- 
expect any other physical thing to take practice. Skiing, ping pong, driving, cooking, painting, shooting, anything, any physical skill set we expect. Um, you need, te- you know, at, at par- hours and hours of practice. And as it turns out, the phone is ringing. <laughs> You want to Do you want to get that? For, no, just, just turn it off for a second. That way. Right, and I, I'm okay. Only because I didn't. Don't worry about it. That's what cutting is for. You're, you're Nina Hartley. You totally get like a f- several mulligans. No, <laughs> no worries. But I like what you were saying. What I love about your videos is like you do these like on top of just porn videos, you also do these like very sexy sex ed videos. I mean, like I said, my introduction to you was basically a video that – that was, I guess, subtly saying, "Hey, Billy, you need to work on your technique." And I learned something from it, and it was, it was also, it was the type of a educational video I could also jerk it to. Yeah, that that uh, was that was my intention. There are forty of them now, and there were they were intended to be explicit sex ed. So the information is correct, but done in a sexy style with pretty porn people, right? Um, and uh, because it. Again, so going back to the practice thing, but somehow sex, if we love each other, we'll just know, you'll know what I need. And if you look at mainstream media's uh, portrayal of heterosexual sex, a glance across a room and they are next thing, you know, they're, they're stumbling down the hallway, kissing and sticking his clothes on. They stumble into bed and the next morning they wake up and it was really great for th- that might happen once. I've had a couple of times of that that were just like off the charts. The flow, we were in the flow. It was yeah. massively awesome. And then we tried to do it again. It cannot be re- repeated. So the idea that if you loved me, you'd know is just wrong. It is, it is it's incorrect information. Right. And it caused a lot of hurt feelings. It caused a lot of bruised egos. It caused a lot of pain and heartbreak um, because it used to be so easy. It's like, that was when you were strangers to each other and you had the excitement of the new and that humans love bright, shiny. Yeah. We're big monkeys. Ooh, bright, shiny. Ooh, new, ooh, yeah. new. So Janet Jan Hardy talks about this. There, there is the human, the, the human hardwired need for pair bonding. And then there's the human need for variety. So the way she talks about it is that the pair bonding and sexual monogamy are two different things. Our culture demands that they be together mm. when it's not always appropriate over a you know 20 30 40 50 60 year relationship um don't forget people people used to die a lot sooner yeah and so they were like um, i'll marry this person for life but it's like know, it's been 20 years you're supposed, right, to, be you're supposed to be gone by now, by now. What the fuck? exactly um, exactly no for sure <laughs> i want to go and, get a bright young 20 year old right, now <laughs> or two you know or or the or whatever or whatever. So the, the, but the need for pair bonding is very, very strong. What makes Ernest and I do so well together? Ernest, your, your, my husband, husband yeah. earlier, Ernest Green, um, is that we understand the difference between mating and love and romantic love and responsible non monogamy. So we are an open couple and we, and that was a, for both of us, that was a condition that we were upon, upon dating. Right. It's that I just got out of a very bad marriage and there was just no way I was ever going to, tolerate in my personal life a possessive partner again it's like nope 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 so i'm not sexually jealous or possessive and i needed if i was going to mate again not just have a bunch of friends right. with benefits i needed a person who was as strong on his side of that as i am on mine and bingo presto Ernest is that guy he is very confident he's a great lover and he is not sexually possessive or jealous which is what i needed and he's funny, and he's age appropriate, and he's culturally, you know. So we, all the other things that you need in a right. marriage, we have as well, including sexual compatibility. 
And you two have been together how long now? 16 years. 16 years. I've known him since 1989, but we've been together for 16 years. And before him, you were in that monogamous relationship? No, I was in a non-monogamous three-way marriage for 20 years, which Ah, is a whole other (laughs) sideshow carnival thing. Um, I like carnivals. Right. (laughs) You're so funny. I tell people, you know, we broke up not because I'd picked two people. I just picked the wrong two people. (laughs) Um, So, you know, and so I want all the people to know that monogamy, non-monogamy is not better than monogamy or more evolved than monogamy or cool or hipper than monogamy. Non-monogamy is an orientation that a person may or may not have. B, R is, am. Um, and it is neither better than nor worse than monogamy. It is just more appropriate or less appropriate. My sister, completely monogamous. You couldn't sell her on non-monogamy for all the tea in China, not, not even a little bit because she's monogamous. So for her, that's what works. Or she hates tea. I mean, she I hates, oh, boom, boom. There you go, Billy. <laughs> oh, you know, just got thrown a few punches, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did how did you come to the to be realizing your poly? Like, where did when did that happen for you? Was that before or after porn? Oh, way before <laughs> porn. Again, back when I was you know in middle school, I never dreamt of him. I always dreamt of them. Ah. And um, I didn't know what them would look like. I never dreamt of my wedding day, but rooms full of naked people. Yeah, that sounds. That's yeah. It was the seventies. I but I would have had fantasies <laughs> room full of naked people even if I had been grown up. If I had been grown up, if I had been raised in Ohio. Okay. You know because that's me. That's yeah. that's my sexual. That is my authentic nature. Luckily for me, I grew up in a time and place that was all about testing limits, finding yourself, being authentic. And my parents, you know, wandered off into the Zen. Into the Zen jungle, um, and I, uh, by the time I was ten, and so they uh, they stayed there. Um, they've been there ever since. So I luckily had I had a low religious training, and I never ever um, was told threatened with hell or sin or damnation. Mm. Uh, we're secular Jews, and so there's never the idea that God's in your brain thinking about caring about what you think and that you're going to go to hell for a thought or anything like that. So I'm very grateful and very right. fortunate that I was not raised in an overtly religious manner. Um, so I'm, I identify as atheist and secular. Uh, but as a scientist, I also totally believe in awe and wonder. And it, and for me, something doesn't have to be from God to be amazing, awe inspiring, awesome. Um, I just don't need a God story to say, why this is might be so, and I'm also comfortable with not knowing. Yeah, something that we don't know yet. You know, and, and we ne- we ne- we may never know. We just found the Higgs boson like a year ago, so you know we don't know all the secrets of the universe, uh, and that's okay. I don't I don't mind there being secrets. So I just knew that I wasn't like other kids, and I I figured very early on that. Why do you only have to pick one? Why do you only get one? Where is it written? You only get one. Turns out it is written, but I didn't know that. I was eight. Um, so I, I remember looking at- You were t- eight? No, I, I didn't have the word poly, but I, did, okay. I just remember looking at um, after school movie. You know, so it's, it, this would have been the 60s. So the after school movie was some black and white thing from the 50s. Um, and I remember it was some Western, some, you know, the ones they turned out, you know, every other month in, in Hollywood. And as usual, there was a love triangle it, and it's usually two male friends mm-hmm. um, and and one female. So she's a school teacher, she's a rancher's daughter, she's a banker's daughter, she's a town girl. It doesn't, that doesn't matter. And the two dudes are either, um, not brothers, but um, there's two guys who are who are good fellows. Everyone's a good person. So no, mm-hmm. no one's an evil person. And clearly the guys are friends and she likes both of them and they both like her. But Every time something had to happen so that only one 
potential partners left for her to be have. So the one guy nobly sacrificed himself so the other the other one could live to go, did, did, whatever. Someone had to die. And so she could only be left with one. And even at eight, I didn't even understand what intercourse was. It's like, well, any one woman can satisfy any two men. I, I didn't even know what that, I just knew. It's like, that just, just didn't make sense to me. Just make no, why did, why did she have to pick? They clearly all like each other. What's the problem? And so now, of course, in the era of poly, and so I first heard when I was, Late teens, I heard, you know, again, this is the era for people who are younger than, than 40 on the era of the very forthright and um, amazing book, The Joy of Sex, which for its time was huge. It was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, there's The Joy of Sex was at the in the 70s, The Happy Hooker, everything you wanted to know about sex but were afraid to ask, The Sensuous Man, The Sensuous Woman. Those were like the big five um, books that you could just buy anywhere right. to have in your uh, that that weren't pornography that weren't you know pulp novels or or, or porn straight up porn um, and then Playboy talked um, talked a lot about lifestyle things and relationship issues in the magazine uh, but people don't forget that that the writing actually really was good back in the day you really could read Playboy for the for the articles because mm. they had top notch um, you know real intellectuals writing about it so I heard about the word swinging. Mm. So swinging evolved from wife swapping or key parties again. So World War II era, right? And right after, so wife swapping and key parties are very female, passive, male dominant. Mm. Um, and swinging is very much driven by women. Don't let anybody fool you. Swinging is swinging is quite female positive and female centric. Um, and so I knew so. So swinging is organized recreational sex. So it's mm. all above board. Everyone knows about it. Everyone's there. Um, and the main difference between swinging and poly on the face of it is that in swinging, it is assumed and presumed that the pair bond, the pair, the couple is the team. They don't do separately. No one's falling in love with anybody else. No one's dating anybody on the side. We do this together, the team. We come to the party together. We leave together. We always play together, mm. at least within visual Within visual, um, you know, yeah. uh, still plays into what the the, the norm, the norm of, of we're doing this together. Some of some very advanced swinger couples, you know, you can don't leave the house, but you can leave the room, right? By just you know, don't, so you don't leave the party separately. You stay, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so polyamory, and that worked for a long time. I was a, I swung with my first my first husband and our girlfriend. Um, they're still together, and uh. It was a great place for a bisexual woman because in Swingland, bisexuals are women are super duper popular. The unicorns, super duper. No, I wasn't a unicorn because I wasn't single. Uh, okay. Oh, but right, right, I was right. almost a unicorn because I act because being Nina the porno thing, I could act like a unicorn because I could go up to strange people at parties and go, "Hey, come dance with me," and, and start groping and taking off shirts right away. And I had the because people knew I was a sex performer, they were very comfortable with that. Well, let's let's just get like timeline wise. So you. Got married before or after you started doing porn? I started porn in 84. I think I got legally married to him in 87. So by the time y'all were uh, out swinging, you'd already been doing porn. Yes. The, the two, the two I, I think we started swinging just when I was still dancing and may, had maybe made one movie. Okay. I, I, we started swinging before I graduated college, which and I graduated nursery school in 85. Mm-hmm. So I was, I'm sure I was swinging by 83, 84. We got together in 81. So we were certainly swinging before movies. And so that was, I went to plenty of conventions. There's pictures of me at all these conventions with, you know, one, two, three thousand other swingers. But swinging is very, as we, the word we would use now, swinging is very heteronormative, mm-hmm. very dominant culture. Um, it is very. It's hip. 
uh, a little bit not so hip uh, what's hipper now is poly kink so but swinging for the most part is pretty vanilla so if do you remember venn diagrams uh, i remember, you know i passed uh okay. seventh grade math okay yeah. so <laughs> the venn so in the venn diagram of kinky mm. i.e whips chain spanking master slave mistress sub whatever you want to call it and vanilla one person at a time rose petals massages candles Kissy, kissy, just, you know. And for vanilla, is not a derogatory. Vanilla right. is a flavor of sex that I happen to really, really like. I happen to like more than vanilla, but some people, vanilla is perfectly okay for them their entire lives. And you like yeah, a lot of flavors. I like, I like a lot of flavors. So, and the one Venn diagram, you have kinky. And the other Venn diagram, you have vanilla. And where the intersect is swinging. So, Swinging is either the most vanilla of kinky behaviors or the kinkiest of vanilla behaviors. What do you mean? You know, well, the kink in swinging is exhibitionism, voyeurism, and partner swapping. But the sex is pretty vanilla: hugging and kissing, oral sex and intercourse. Mm. Just, just, ba- just basic. You know, um, the sex is not "quote unquote" weird. There's not usually handcuffs involved, or you know. Uh, particular forms of address or role playing or, or overt power exchange, but when it comes, but there's no, but there's no whips and chains involved, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, exhibitionism, voyeurism, partner swapping are all kinks, um, uh, or even fetishes. So that that's where the worlds overlap. Um, now there are more and more people who are kinky who also are in open relationships or non-monogamous in some fashion, and more and more private couples who are getting into BDSM. There are plenty of people in BDSM who are monogamous couples. Right. They come to the conventions, they come to the workshops and everything to learn new skills, but they themselves do not invite other people into into their bedrooms. So the what so all this so so swinging in the early eighties, movies in eighty four um, movies, 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 movies. I finally get free from them in 2000. Um, what does that mean free from them? I mean, I left, I finally left my marriage in 2000. Oh, the marriage. I thought yeah. you said the movies. Okay. Oh, no, no, movie. I still do. I'm yeah, yeah, because you're still doing, you're I, still rocking and, it. And, and I'm still doing them because I like it, but more importantly, you can never be free of porn. Thank you, internet. Um, so so, but I also knew I was a lifer. So when I made my first movie, I knew I was a lifer. Yeah. I knew I wasn't, that, that sex entertainment, sex commerce, sex and education sex advocacy, sexual policy was my life work. So I never thought, you know, I tell other women have a plan for after, but I don't have a plan for after because I know that this will the, this will be my life in some capacity until I'm dead. Right. Because the, the shelf life for like a porn star tends to be pretty short because well, they, they come in that. and they try it. They say that. So I guess the average, there's certainly plenty of young women come in here and do two to four months or three to eight moves and go, ew, ick. Ugh, right. bye. Good for them. Yay them. Yay, go home. Good for you. <laughs> Leave now. You know, <laughs> save yourself. And then others like um, Ella Darling, uh, who have come in after college and after their degrees and realize, you know what, actually, I have all this education and I want to do this. Yeah. So the the old story, again, the poor girl with the daddy issues or right. the rent issues who's forced to do pornography because whatever, isn't really holding up if you, under scrutiny. I think it's really like uh, going out of style now because it's just, we're, we're starting to become more and more sex positive. Just it's, it's getting the mainstream. It's, it's happening. It's happening. It, two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. And then you have- One step and, back and is 50 shades. Ah, <laughs> that was like eight steps back. And, 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 but the one step back, of course, are the whole hysteria over the so, so-called bathroom hysteria over of the transgender. Just talking um, the right. about that. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yes. So in pockets of 
civility, such as the big cities on the coasts and um, parts of Chicago, the rest of the country is still pretty conventional and uptight when it comes to sex and sex roles mm-hmm. and sexual behavior. Um, and they don't. And we are, you know, the, we are the sexual minority. Now, I, I don't have a hard number in my brain. It's not scientific at all. But the way I say it, that 20% of the population is fully, comfortably, absolutely happily embracing the non-monogamous identity. Right. Just, you know, and then 20% of the population is fully, happily, and without stress embracing their monogamous identity. And the 60% are struggling with one aspect of it or another. Ish-ish. Yeah. Okay. So so still doing porn now. Do you... uh do you have anything left like you haven't done in porn that you like you want to? Because I feel like in, you've had a long career. What, what, did you say it was thirty years? Like thirty 32. years? I've been my thirty third year. Eighty four was my March of eighty four was my first movie, and uh, so God, do I have? Like, what else does Nina do at this point? I feel like well, you fucked them all at this I point. Have, well, yeah, I have, I have <laughs> fucked them all except you know, except I keep meeting people having fun because the business of course also gets bigger and bigger. Um, the pool, the, the pool of of app, the pool of potentials get bigger and bigger. Right. But now because I'm ex- a specialty category, on one hand I'm Nina Harley, I'm Asians, I'm yeah. her. On the other hand, I'm a milf. And so now when I work with someone your, of your age, someone I tell people I'm old enough to be your mom, but I'm nobody's mom, so it's not creepy. <laughs> You know, so I don't have kids, so I'm not I'm not having sex with someone my kid's age. I'm having sex with someone who could have been my child had I had children. So I I I am a fe- I consider myself a fellow adult, but my, the packaging is shifting. So mm-hmm. inside, I'm the I'm the same as I was at 25 when I started sure. in terms of my energy, my nature, my ideas. But now I've turned into a milf or a cougar or mm-hmm. a mature, which is fine. I'd rather be that than dead. So yay. Sure. yeah. Um, but the marketing has changed. But the mar and and. And people's responses to me have changed. So now, instead of a person maybe seeing a peer, they see either an older lady, who the heck is she? Because not everyone who comes into porn knows who I am, sure. which is fine. Or they see I'm becoming a fetish. So it's very it's harder and harder for people your age to see me as a peer sexual partner mm-hmm. as opposed to a category, older, legend. It's a different thing. It's not a peer-to-peer experience anymore. Um and and also this the whole experience the experience gap. So are you thirty yet? No. Okay. So I've been making porn longer than you've been living. Correct. I'm gonna <laughs> know a couple more things than you do, only because you haven't had as much sex as I have had yet. I just show up with my notebook, being like, I'm I'm here to learn. Uh, well, we, teach we, me we, things. We, we can do that. And I can I can, I can and I like teaching things because I can't fuck you all myself. I need your help. Yeah. I can't fuck them all myself. Help me. I'm, I'm happy to help. Yay <laughs> you. Yay <laughs> ladies. I'm saying I'm saying if you meet Billy, he is a good boyfriend. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell if I was 30 years younger, I would be mm. making a play for at least a one night stand with him. Hey. I would. I would. <laughs> well, I would. I would. <laughs> I thought this was funny. Um, I, I don't know if it's, I mean, I find it funny. Funny, but uh, I'm on Twitter and I see a guy. T- you tweeted like a handjob video, I guess. Yes. Or, or some sort of scene or something with like a picture of a cock, and and some other guy tweeted at you like, "Oh, you know, I'd love that to be my cock." And then you were like, "Well, why don't you come do a handjob audition video?" And I was like, y- "You're recruiting handjob videos on the Twitter, it's, right? Uh, it's awesome. It's certain level. The internet is a, a very mixed blessing. Um, and I'm not quite sure if it is." basically positive or basically destructive mm-hmm. i'm not sure yet um on one hand now the people such as yourself can own the means of production mm-hmm. which gives you more freedom 
And um, if you're an entrepreneurial, hardworking young person, you can make a place for yourself here, which is not a bad thing. Um, and on the other hand, it is has really hurt creative employment on all levels um, for overall classes, for all demographics. So it, it's a, it's a, I feel bad for the craft service guy. You know, he's right. They were the first one cut off the budget. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. When I when I when I go to when I go to a scene, I make sure to bring my own food because yeah. I also it used to be you do a shoot, so you'd be there for anywhere from you know six to fourteen hours, and they would need to feed you. Now you go and do a scene, mm-hmm. or or for example, like when people come over here to shoot content, they get here about two and they leave about six. So it's not even meal time, right? And we're all peers, so if you you know, I sort of do you walk. shoot here? Um. Yeah, we have a studio in the oh, back that you can't. Oh, that you, okay. I would show it to you, but it, it's an absolute. But I'd have to kill you. Um. No, no, it's, it's, it's just really, it's just really sloppy because we just had, we just got back from a trip out of town, so you know, half unpacked suitcases and everything. But, I'm glad uh, that's the type of sloppy it is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm a nurse. I know things are clean. Um, ew, ew. So, so, do you, so you do sometimes just have a, some guy like either a fanboy or just a dude who wants to try tweets at you and you'll be like, yeah, I'll do it. Well, hand now, job. Um, so video. what I, what I, what I do, what I've been offering, have, no one's even taken me up on it yet is a POV hand job, which okay. means that the guy does not for people, you know, I want to work with you. And you think you want to be in a situation where your dick is on display and has to work. Right. You think that's what you want. You think you'll be able. You want to be able. Right. But believe it or not, your penis might have another point of view. <laughs> so I, t- I tell people, here, here, here's, here's, the, uh, here's the stand-up joke about, you know, how, how hmm, am I right for porn? So, dudes, if you're thinking about it, if you're a dude and you wonder, am I right for porn? Two things. The size of your dick. So, Nina, is my dick big enough for porn? Here's a handy dandy size chart. If you can cover your erection with one hand, you have a small dick. So, if you got into porn, you'd be part of the um, small penis humiliation crowd. You'd be part of the. You'd be um, cast as a cuckold. Mm. You know the the the, the, the small cocked husband stuck in the corner masturbating while his so his you know screen wife is being made love to by a well-hung black man. That That's right. a whole cuckold thing. Um, but you're not going to get regular work. You're, it's not going to happen. Average cock is a handful and a half. You talk about hard, you know, choke it up on a bat. And if you have a handful and a half of dick, as an average dick. Perfectly happy. Most women are going to be very happy with it. You're going to be able to get in her ass. Woo! To the minimum, so the minimum size to be in porn and not feel really awkward is two handfuls of dick. And anything more than two handfuls is porno big, no matter what, period. If you, so if you choke I, up... If I you, just made it. Jet fist, I just got fist bumped by Nina Harley, everybody. So, and, and, that, and that's <laughs> it. So if, you, if, you, if, if it takes two fists to cover your erection, totally porno size. And anything that pokes over the top at, at, after two hands, most definitely porno size. Um, but most women are going to want to... Most women for... That's daily dick and special occasion cock. Mm-hmm. And the difference is six inches in my day rate. So very, I've, I've met very few women who need eight inches of cock yeah. to feel adequately filled. Um, this is why also I want to teach more hand sex because your hand never goes soft. It can be as big as you need it to be. And also why guys shouldn't be afraid of toys because um, if you do want to be monogamous, um, first, toys are a great way to change up how you feel to each other to add a bit of novelty. Yeah. You know, um, something new, something new. It's uh, if, if, if it's a way to have that threesome without the pesky separate guy, you know, um, all kinds of things. So, so I'm, I'm a big pro- proponent of toys, vibrators, all the t- sex toys are merely tools for pleasure. Right. They're not dudes. They're not competition. 
It's an assist. It's an assist. You wouldn't try to jack a... If someone said, like, oh, you got a flat tire, I got a jack, you'd be like, no, man, I'm a real man. I'm going to lift this it, car with my hands. Fist bump again. I just exactly. got two fist bumps. Right, but that's exactly the way to think about it. So also, if a person is so made so insecure <laughs> by his partner's ability to have pleasure, then he needs to rethink, do I... Am I emotionally mature enough to have a partner right. at all? Uh, because for me, it's like... I just want to be in the room where the girl's having orgasm. I will hold your hair, hold your foot, hold the lube, hold the vibrator. I, I, I can't just be in the room Aww. with it. So I, if, if you need to do it, and I'm, you're a condom fairy at the party. I'm, I'm a, I'm a condom fairy. I'm, I'm the condom jockey. I'm the lube jockey, condom disposal and cunt washer at, at parties. <laughs> the cunt I, I, washer? I, What's yeah. that job? You bring it after they're done. You bring a nice, warm, wet washcloth and, 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 and wipe her down. Man. Or if you're really fancy schmancy, you have a baby wipe warmer at your party. So you have warm baby wipes. That's just the awesomest. Hey, anyone from Hacienda listening, can we get one of those at the next party? That, that sounds right. nice. But that's why I think your videos, uh, are your sexy sex ed are so important because obviously until anyone wants to let public schools do any kind of comprehensive sex ed, people are just gun, they're going to learn from porn. porn. I know. And so I know, and they learn so many bad lessons. They learn so many because, because we don't teach sex education right. in this culture. People, a young person cannot know that the sex and porn isn't how it's supposed to be air quotes around the word supposed and so i hear story after story and cindy gallup will tell you as well that you know young men have no technique or they don't that they've learned they've learned everything from porn well first young men don't have technique because they hadn't had much experience yeah. so that, that that's not porn's fault it's just the fall of youth so if i was regularly making if i was regularly dating men in their 20s it would go a whole lot differently, different than the so-called cougar porn does in porno because it, porn is a movie, cartoon. Right. It's like it's, it's real as Fast and Furious. You're really going to wait, drop a car out the back of a cargo plane with a parachute and it's going to hit the ground and then be able to drive away. Yo, but that's a cool scene though. It's a totally cool <laughs> scene. Rock em, sock em, robot. It's freaking awesome. But it's not how cars really work. And so the fact that all of a sudden Shane Diesel's dick is in her ass. That's not how it works. <laughs> but do you, do you see like videos that like you're making becoming more popular and maybe more important because um, they got to learn somewhere. If, I mean, the, the, you know, the enduring the enduring appeal of the sex education video is not going away because every day someone turns 18 and needs to know this stuff. Mm -hmm. And the basics on oral sex have not changed in, in the 20 years since I made the oral sex tapes, which were the first ones. It's still basically, you know, the parts are still in the same place. They still right. call the same, <laughs> they still call the same name. They still work pretty much the same way. So half of the sex ed thing is just information transfer, you know, Penis, shaft, corona, glands, frenulum, scrotum, testicles, bulb, you know, anus. Love that frenulum. I know. Isn't that Love the it. awesomest? Yeah. When I learned how to do that no-stroke orgasm, I was like, this is awesome. So you're already more skilled than most guys are. So go you. Have go you seen? You. Yeah, the guy braider is like brilliant. Isn't that awesome? Makes it so much easier than like trying to uh, keep a, a like right? orb-like thing on that one right? spot. And that, that toy is awesome. I'm a big fan. Guys, people, the pulse. Huh, Octopus, they don't even sponsor me anymore. Go get it, though. <laughs> um, send, me, uh, send me a link uh, to the thing because I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's great. Um, I, I, aside of the fact, one of the nice things about um, the modern era is that they're really finally developing useful and wide variety of sex toys for men. Mm -hmm. used to be all about vibrator, 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 dildo, 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 vibrator, dildo, vibrating dildo, <laughs> butt plugs, a unisex. Um, then they have, of course, the, the Aneros, which is a male-specific butt plug, which... 
tickles the prostate um, with every stroke. It's actually very nice. It narrows awesome. And Enjoy Toys uh, makes a beautiful stainless steel one. Fucking awesome. So if, 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 you know, and also, you know, guys are more, now more encouraged to make friends with their butt um, because pleasure knows no gender and yeah. anuses are universal. Everybody, every, assholes are very democratic. Everybody has one. And it, as part of a male person's journey to whole body acceptance, a guy needs to make friends with his butt. The outside. Don't have to go the, no, don't ever have to do penetration. But the fact that you think that penetration means I'm gay is strictly cultural. It's not a light Your switch body, that makes you gay. No. It's a button that makes sex awesome. Bingo, bingo, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. So each of us, I would hope, would learn to lay claim to their entire body and all the feels and all the pleasure. And so if something feels good, gay is who you love, not what you do. Gay mm -hmm. is who you love. It's not what you do. So if you want a woman to be touching your butt, therefore that makes you pretty straight and it's not a gay thing. But if it feels good, you should have it. There should be no part of your body, a person's body that is off limits to them if it feels good um, because culture. But they also don't know that, you know, in real life, so in real life, erections or lubrication are usually connected to feelings. So in porn, we, in porn, we manufacture an erection. So, you know, yes, I'm helpful. So if you need a blowjob to get help you get hard, I'll certainly fluff right. you. But most guys these days are self-contained and, and they manage their own erections. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the way that I manage my own, you know, vulva health, they manage their own erections. And so that part's like, oh, I prefer the party thing, but okay, fine. Um, so in, in real life, guys are nervous. They're drunk. They're scared. They're surprised. They're taken aback. They, whatever. And their dick's like, not so much and so they feel bad for having feelings like and so i don't want i don't want a guy who can fuck anybody anytime that means he's probably not very emotionally developed mm. he's probably a bit of a dick any anytime any, any anything anytime most men we would like to think have some relationship between their ability to get hard and their feeling state i feel safe i feel wanted i feel sexy and desired um and which is what we would like we like the erection to be a, a statement of not just i'm really horny but i feel hor i am horny and i feel okay and she clearly wants me so yeah we're all gonna have a good time yeah. um so there is the guy who's so self-centered his he can get his dick hard even when she clearly isn't in the mood and that's because he's just blindfolded and there's a guy who's so heartful that he can't get erection if he thinks she's not in the mood mm-hmm that, that's how i am yeah and so it's like ah uh. so then we have to learn to use our words and then, and also, when we, if if an erection is flagging, and also again, mainstream pornography is very heteronormative. It's all about the phallus, mm -hmm. and when the phallus has done its squirting, the scene's over. When in real life, the phallus may have squirted, and she still may want some more attention. And, we start, and so it's very heteronormative, and the phallus is the center of it. The, it's all about the male pleasure, because most people looking at porn are still men who are masturbating, and that is just the nature. So when I'm masturbating, if I'm a dude, of course it's all about my dick. <laughs> I'm jerking off. Of course, it's about my dick. <laughs> Why would it not be about yeah. my dick? You know what do what, what do you mean? Um, so just to know that that when you every time you add another person into the room, then you have to be able to use your words and say things like, "Can we slow down a bit?" Mm -hmm. um, you know what? Maybe we should just cuddle. I'm a bit drunker than I want to be. Let's cuddle. You know, and do something else in the morning. Yeah. He, and here's uh, this is a very personal question for me um that, that you bring that up is 
you know, so there's someone I'm seeing. I'm, I'm quite smitten. Um, yeah, you. Really like her. Sex is not like near the top of her priority list. I've never cared. Didn't matter. I was so into her uh, emotionally right off the bat. I was like, this is great. It happens when it happens. We've had sex a couple times. Uh, the sex is even the, the, the greatest sex if it we're just looking at it objectively. But it's so intense and emotional. I'm all into it. However, uh, you know, I've tried to, what, what would you recommend for someone? I've tried to open up that conversation and mostly I get the same answer of just like, I just, uh, I mostly, I can only come, you know, when we're having, uh, when we're fucking and I have to be really into them, but I'm trying to get a little bit more because I'm used to, you know, playing with people at play parties, super communicative people who it's just like, there's a lot of oral, there's a lot of this, there's different things and everyone's always shouting directions and instructions and so that's what I'm used to. I'm trying to almost like dial myself back because I like this girl. Um, well, yeah, you. I'm so glad you found someone that you like and you spark with her. Um, if she, if there are many reasons why someone is not yet comfortable talking about mm-hmm. sex. First, they have a very they're, they're still letting go of their family of origins message messaging about sex, and that's her case. Okay, so that just takes so that so so taking you out of the equation. Any such person will do well to read Janet Hardy and read. Um, I can give you a list of books to mm-hmm. take with you. Something Betty Dodson, maybe. Up, uh, maybe. Essentially, <laughs> Betty did the show. She was. Uh, you got Betty to do the show. Uh, Betty, you to- got Betty to do the show. Uh, Betty, Betty told me I had a very pretty penis. I showed her a pic. We there was a picture awesome. thing. Awesome! Yeah. High five. Yeah. You, Betty doesn't come out for anybody. I mean, I had to go into the apartment. I had to did go up have, to the place, but she, 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 go bet. No, I knew that. She, no, no, you have yeah, to go yeah. to her. <laughs> but the fact that's awesome because she, she is the grandmother of she. If you ever hear it as a joke or anything about you know women's masturbating in circles, mm-hmm. she invented that. Yep. <laughs> she and she personally, she personally has one on one, one on group taught tens of thousands of women how to become <laughs> orgasmic in the last forty years. Without Betty Dodson, there would be no Annie Sprinkle, there'd be mm-hmm. no Nina Hartley, there would have been no Candida Royale. Hail, all hail Betty. And her all book, hail. her book, um, Sex for One, is a must read for anybody wanting sexual to be sexually literate and more importantly, sexually autonomous and self caring. Yeah. And then her book, Orgasms for Two, is awesome. Mm-hmm. So the it's certainly true that many women can only come a certain way mm-hmm. um, because orgasm is very personal if you're very vulnerable so until or unless there is a real strong emotional either commitment or connection yeah i was going to keep my orgasm where i'm used to having it i want to explore other ways of coming because that make me makes me feel too exposed right. too intimate too, uh, so so he's you know and and there's certain things that i don't do with certain people because i feel too mean you know heartless there's certain times i feel too exposed and uh, i'm going to back up a little bit here mm. so that is just partly she's probably in her early mid 20s so yep okay so so going the way back machine um taking okay yeah so i'm i'm still figuring out what of my what of my family of origins beliefs do i believe and what kind of like go Mm. You know, um, and for me, that was about the whole monogamy thing. Um, my parents, you know, were, did that trip and believed in that. Um, and so that, that, that took a minute. Um, and then there is her own, how much experience she's had as a house sex, how much sex has she had with other people. So she's, you know, I know that this works. I don't feel stupid doing this, but that's scary or I feel stupid or whatever. So mm. that's just her age, her sheer age. Um, and then, um, what does sex mean to her? Air quotes around the word mean. So, you know, the whole question, where is this going? What does this mean? What are we? You know, 
And you may be ready for that talk before she is. Mm-hmm. You, you may even want that talk before she does. Um, all you can keep doing is you, you push a little, you, use your words, mm-hmm. open-ended questions, nothing you should. Um, you can say, how about, I have an idea, let's, dot, dot, you know, try it that way. Yeah. Uh, there, I wish I could pronounce her last name, and I wish I knew her. <laughs> uh, I'll have to get to you that website to you can post to turn mm-hmm. people on to who she's a great sex educator, Marsha Brzezinski. I mean, it, it's Polish, it's a name from Eastern Europe that has a lot of letters, and I, I can never, right. <laughs> I feel so bad. Uh, that it's all right. You've, it's more complicated <laughs> than Smith. It's like, ah. Um, uh, but there, yeah, there are ways to learn how to either both ask questions more than, and then how to say things more like, it's okay. I don't want, it's okay. Yeah. That's not, that, and also have, I want to tell young women, have an opinion. Yes. Well, anything you want is fine. Can I shave your eyebrows? <laughs> that just turns me on. I just dig a, I dig a chick with no eyebrows. Yeah, right. That would no, be yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, yo, you, uh, we both know Tommy Salami. Are we doing that? <laughs> we're both in the same mafia. What's going on? Yeah, exactly so. So, um, <laughs> have an opinion. Uh, and, it's okay to have an opinion, young ladies. All the young women out there, speaking of someone who likes to make love to women, I need to have words. I need, mm-hmm. I need to, you know, and when I was her age and younger, I was, I was, you know, new to sex, I would lie there thinking, to the left, to the left, to the left. I wasn't saying it. Everything you own in a box, to the left. Right. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get you can, the Beyonce you can, in you, there. You can have no. that punch. That's okay. Um, so, so it just took me a lot. I didn't. I didn't understand that because the, the thing. You'll, if you love, you'll know what you want in real life. Uh, no mm-hmm. words. Because also, you're in your head. Words, words, saying out loud. Ooh, to the left, and then tone matters. There's to the left or ooh to the left. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, don't stop. Or, don't stop. You know, tell, yeah, right. You, Boner you, killer. You were getting me hard and then soft. Boom, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So tell him, so I, uh, speaking of someone who will break an arm or a leg or a lip trying to please a woman, if she's telling me, give me feedback, ladies, any partner worth your effort wants to know how to be pleasing to you. That's why we're there. Mm-hmm. We want, we're not there for our own selfish purposes. I can masturbate. We're with you because we would like to see you have a good time. So help us out. We cannot read minds. And when I was first with a woman as a doer, when I was with my boyfriend being done, you know, all, all, all telepathy, all clumsy. And then I was with my first female partner, also at age 18. And I realized, oh, I can't read minds. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. And that's why I got started. But I didn't get good with worth until I started doing porn and started having to re- talk in a sexy manner. Yeah. And that's when I realized, oh, tone matters. And so just remember that. You just do your best Marilyn Monroe and your partner will just kill themselves pleasing you ladies trust me on this one so I should just do a little bit of pushing on the communication and not make it a and, big and, deal. And not, not while you're in bed. You yeah, know? yeah, not in bed. Yeah. Just the the ideas, like like for example, I think uh, at one point I asked, one at one point like she was giving me a blowjob, and I was like, "Hey, how about like you get on my knees?" I was just uh, get on your knees so I can stand. I was trying to I was trying to switch some things around, and she's like, I "Actually, really don't like being on my knees." I'm like, "Okay, cool, fine, yeah. great." And then later, 
I had texted her maybe the next day. I said, hey, so are there any like other like hard things you don't like, like hard nose, like any other positions or things? She's like, no, pretty much just don't like being on, on my knees. I'm like, okay, cool. I've got some information out of her. Like, yeah, you. Yeah. So um, you're, 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 I'm you're, trying. You're, 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 it, it's, it's two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. But good for you. For, you're trying on your side. And again, when you're with someone who is less experienced than you are or younger, it's just partly she'll get better as she gets more mm-hmm. comfortable more experience and also realizes that she can tell you the things that you're not going to diss her or shame her or make fun of her mm-hmm. or leave. Okay. And that is, you know, who knows that the previous partner, she may have asked for something. He may have, he may have just had some boneheaded response for, for, for example, yeah. um, I'm 19 years old and my, my friend in the bed at times 19 went to high school together and uh, he was famous in high school as a lot of girls wanted him for their first time. Um, and it turned out because he was a nice guy. He wasn't because he had any skills. And um, so we're finally together and we're make, we're fucking and, you know, getting clumsily fucking at age 19 in missionary position because, uh, and I say, oh, let's do it from behind. And he sh- instantly was shocked. He said, I don't do that. <laughs> and then fast forward 10 years later, I realized, words, he thought, I meant anal, anal, and I was thinking doggy. doggy. See, see, yeah. you know. So that was me being a clumsy twenty-year-old who didn't who didn't know her words. And so instead of saying, "What do you mean you don't do that?" I mean, I I, did, I just thought I dropped it because right. I got a response, and it was like, and I don't even know, think he. We, he and I've never had the conversation about that. He's, we're still friends. He had. You're still friends with this guy. Oh my god, nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked my friends from high school, and so. I, he probably does not even remember the incident, but um, I certainly do because I, I remember being so struck, you know, because in the 70s, use your words. Let's try it from behind. Right. Ah! And, uh, you never, and those also, you never hear in books that men don't want to do everything. Right. So you always hear that women are the prudes and men are the ones pushing. And so here I was having an opinion right. and, <laughs> and, and asking for something and him going, ah! That's not the script. Because people, because human. Yeah. That's why you're the guru. That's why everyone looks to you. Seriously, so that, that the, so far how I've referred to these women because I haven't given them names, I guess, uh, for, for the pod, on the podcast, I guess, is uh, the other one we were just talking about was I, I call her Smitten A, um, and then the other one, Smitten B, uh, is she is she she insists she keeps reminding me I have to tell you you're the reason why she's Polly. Why she was comfortable being kinky? Like you are her fucking idol. Like well, and you tell Smitten B that I say thank you very much, and you go, girl. Well, you, if you said uh, uh, Paige, you're great. You know, she'd probably love that. Um, Paige, you go, girl. <laughs> you get some. She's in love with you so much that she kind of got mad when I told her about like the hand job audition thing, and she said, "You're doing it right." I'm like. I don't know. Uh, well, not because like I would like getting a hand job from the Nina Harley sounds like an amazing thing. It's just I feel like it's funnier to have done one porno and retire than to like right. do two and retire. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I completely, I, like, <laughs> I completely get it. Um, but I, I also I would do I would do hand sex on a woman a POV. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a question of Paige, come on out. You no, know, I mean the POV mean that keeps that lets let them keep their anonymity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. No, um, I meant like Paige, come on out to LA. Apparently, you can. Yeah, get and, fingered and, by Nina and, and, be, and because it's and because it's hand sex with barriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. The no, one ha- no one has to test, so mm-hmm. you don't even have to. You know, so it's not because I'm not going. I wouldn't be putting my mouth on it because that's a barrier process. Mm-hmm. So gloves. You don't have to spend the two hundred dollars yeah, or whatever. Buck sixty. So buck it's 60. about about gloves. So people have thought, why are you putting gloves on? Do you think I'm dirty? So I know it's to protect you. Mm-hmm. So I consider gloves to be hand condoms. Mm-hmm. So they're for the protection of my partner. Um, 
things that go into vaginas don't need to be sterile, but they need to be clean. They mm-hmm. need to be clean enough to go in your mouth. And so with a glove, my nails are always clean enough. Everything's smooth. Everything's slick. And when you use gloves and you remove your hand from wherever it is and you take the glove off inside out then you can just touch her face or her hair as opposed mm-hmm. to hold that thought let me go wash my hands i'm not going to smear goo on you because that's ill. <laughs> it's like ill, and then go back in ill glove 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 a really good session there'll be six eight gloves spies, mm-hmm. you know skewed everywhere um and uh so I love I love doing that. No, and then you can do you the vibrator. You put a condom on that. So one need never be unsanitary while one mm-hmm. is being dirty because mm-hmm. sanitary is a state of fact <laughs> and dirty is a state of mind. I love it. I love it. Well, I hope uh, some people uh, maybe Paige will take your off on that uh, or some someone because you're not the only. I've also seen other. Um, porn stars who shoot their own content like you do like most you have, of us do now because that's how we can make our money yeah that's how you, how you get the good stuff mm-hmm. um like there's one she lives up in maine she does a lot of those tab- oh i'm forgetting her name she does a lot of those like um incest type videos oh, and cool. um fuck what she got not Mar- margo i'm forgetting her name but she uh has a pl- thing on her website because i was looking at her like maybe have her on the podcast yeah. sometime and there's a page where it's like work with me and so basically you have to go up there you have to do the testing thing right, but right, yeah you'll do basically a free shoot with her and in the same process, like do yeah. a free shoot. And if it goes well, like then we could work together in the future. Cool. Uh, I was like, I, I, I love the, I, I love the idea because I like sex with anybody wants. Mm-hmm. Um, things being equal for hygiene, health manners and grooming, mm-hmm. you know, I'm interested. I know, you know what? Again, another thing, um, cause I identify more and more as I get older as, as queer, not bisexual, but mm-hmm. as queer. And what I like about queer sexuality so I actually I don't say I want to have sex with you. I said I would like to share sexual space with you one day. Are you saying that right now, or are you just saying? Well, that I am because you're, you're adorable and, and oh my god, at a party. I um, are, you're, I already you're, you're agree. You're I already kid. agree. Um, but they, but they. <laughs> so when I when I say when I use the term share sexual space, when I say have sex, we all know that we both think PIV intercourse, penis mm-hmm. and vagina intercourse. Instead, if I say I want to share sexual space, I'm not promising a behavior or a body part but i am promising intention mm-hmm. and intentionality is where it's at so you know back back when you were little you probably heard the term making love as a euphemism for intercourse you know and we made love um with a nicer way to say we fucked um and but you make love I, you create loving feelings through friction and intention mm-hmm. friction and intention doesn't have to be tab A, slot B. It doesn't have to be. It, it, it's just I intend to act lovingly toward you. I'm going to touch you in a way that that communicates the fact that I come in, I come in peace and I mean yeah. good things. Um, because touch is the universal language. Um, I've had some of the best sex with people who did not speak English. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god south of france 1987 oh my god oh my god it was the best weekend i ever had Fuck. <laughs> and he could say yes no and super he was, he that's, three, that's all you need that's you know? all you need and i had a, i had i had i had i met him on a movie set he's a a, a, a you know, a performer at the time. I was in France doing a movie. San a, I want to see that movie of him just yelling, yes, yes, no, super. <laughs> that, that's all I could, he had no, he had no English. So I had, he had to talk to, to him through his friend. He'd say, you know, yes, I'd like to have sex with him, but please, he has to ejaculate on my tits. You know, uh-huh. there's no internal ejaculation. Sure, sure. And so instead of saying, 
because I have a husband, he just said, you know, in, in Europe, they use, they use the pull-up method for birth control. It's very, it's very common. Right, right. Um, it was just super hot. And, and because we could not speak English, what else was there to do? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, well, Nina, Nina we, we should probably wrap up because we've been talking for quite some time. As, yeah, as have much you gotten as, to all your questions? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm good here. Uh, th- this, this is phenomenal. Yeah. Just, and uh, they'll never be again. I'll never see you again. Never. No, no. Um, Nina, next, I would love to share sexual space with you. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I love the way you learn we, how to talk. So just, next time you come out to California, call me. We'll do. We'll, we'll do. do. We just shook on it. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, we did. We did. You didn't see that at home. But yeah, yeah we did. Shook, we, we shook right hands, too. And yeah. that wasn't that, you know. And I'm someone whose handshake is good uh, <laughs> as opposed to no good. Um, uh, Nina, I want to say where people find you, but it's so simple because you must have been you must have heard of the word internet and we're like i'm gonna get on that because where do they find you nina.com no my my ex my ex girlfriend did three good things in our relationship together Uh and that was one of them she was the early tech adopter and she understood um um the uh the importance of that so yeah i have a four letter top level domain and it's not safe for work don't go there for oh, work. Good point. Good point. Yikes. Not Buck Angel site where it's very safe for work. Uh, this is Nina.com. Very not safe for work. Uh, Her Twitter's a little safer for work at uh, yeah. Nina Land. Yes. Yes. And like Disneyland, only more fun. Uh Go check her out all over the internet, people. Uh, say hello to her. Go to her website. Buy your porn. Um, she's phenomenal. Nina, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Billy. You're just adorable. I keep saying that. Do you, are you a big fan of kissing? I'm a huge fan of kissing. Oh, God, we're going to have a good time. Okay, we're going to hear. No, no, here we're going to oh, listen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, ladies, he's fun. I just oh, made yes. out with Nina Hartley. Oh, yeah, no. I'm, gonna, I'm ending on a good note uh, and an erection. Uh, everyone, <laughs> uh, goodbye. Thank you Bye. so much. Well, uh, I, I hope you didn't find the kissing stuff gross. I just thought a lot of you would be uh, cheering and clapping while you heard that. I actually kept a cute count of how many times she told me I was adorable. Uh, five. And so I can die almost happy. Uh, or maybe I won't die happy, but, but my dick can certainly die happy right now. It's, uh, wow, Nina Hartley. What a fantastic conversation. Uh, I will keep you updated should Nina and I ever end up sharing a sexual space together. That seems to still be something that's uh, possible from the last time uh, I texted her. Again, head on over to her website, Nina.com. Folks, follow me on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. Follow Nina at NinaLand. And uh, tweet at both of us. Use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast to let us know what you thought about the show. You can also like the ManWhorePodcast on Facebook at TheBillyPresida. And if you want to email me your comments, your questions, your booby pictures, you can do so over at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Be a part of the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the Manhor Podcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads for every episode. I post uh, pictures that you may not see elsewhere, questions, queries, articles that I'm quoted in. Uh, for all you Reddit people, that's r slash podcast. And if you want to hear that extra 11-minute mini bonus episode with me and Nina, make your pledge today at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. Enjoy yourselves, enjoy your lovers, enjoy your neighbors, 
Enjoy your dog in a non-sexual way. Enjoy your week. And stay slutty. Thank you.